0: Welcome to College Sense and Sensibility, where we talk about first-gen tips for navigating college and beyond. My name's Emmanuel, and we're going to be continuing our interview series this episode. And I'm really excited because today we have Quincy, who is a current transfer student. Quincy, do you mind sharing a little bit about yourself
1: and where you're currently at? Yeah. Hi. Thank you. So I'm Quincy, and I went to community college in Northern Bay Area. And right now, I am, I've transferred to UC Berkeley, and this is my first semester here.
0: Thank you so much, Quincy, again for being here. And I'm sure you're very busy being at Cal. That is a lot of work. So thank you so much for taking that time to be here. Now, Quincy, do you mind letting our listeners know a little bit about how you chose to begin at the community college?
1: Yeah, so I started off in high school, where I went to a Pretty decent high school, I'd say nothing super crazy, but better than the type of schools. I went to the school districts. I went to growing up because my parents wanted me to go to a better school and during high school, you know, I just got, I got decent grades. I say maybe around like a 4.0, but it wasn't enough to get into many UCs for my major of computer science as a first generation college student, I felt sort of bummed out. I felt like I could have done better, but you know, it is computer science, I thought to myself. So I decided to go to community college because it just seemed like the best pathway into university. I know there's always like a stigma of community college and people would say like, Yeah, why go to a community college when you could have just gone to UC Santa Cruz, for example. But for me personally, I I didn't want to go there. I didn't want people like thinking on my behalf, tell me what to do. Because it's your journey and people can't decide what you should do in your life. And I knew I could do better. So I chose to do my two years in community college. Honestly, I feel like that was the best decision of my life. Through the community college, I've learned so many study habits and I've met so many people, got connected to so many resources that I felt like it has genuinely transformed me into the person I am right now. And those skills do directly translate to the university. Before community college, I never would've thought I'd be a Berkeley student. I still don't even feel like a Berkeley student. Honestly, I feel like still a community college student, but it just happens to show that the skills do directly translate and I'm very proud to be a transfer at Cal now.
0: I love what I'm hearing Quincy thinking about from your high school experience, applying, going through those road bumps, but then making that choice for yourself too. Hey, I still want to go to Cal or keep my options open. So I'm going to go to attend the community college. So thank you for sharing with our listeners. Now, how did you go about picking computer science?
1: When I started off as a kid, I had like a very tiny laptop that could barely run any games, but I thought to myself that hey, I wanted to develop some video games sometime in the future, just for the games I played. But I feel like that's probably how all the computer scientists people start. They they probably play a game and like dang, I want to develop for this company. But honestly, I just I really like the idea of the problem solving. You know, it's just like being given a puzzle, like a new fresh puzzle every time, and then you're like expected to finish it get that green check mark get that ding sound effect and it's just great you know i love it and i love building projects in cs after having gone to berkeley we do a lot of projects it's just so good because it's connected to the real world it's real industry things that you'll be making and it feels good to create a project and have your name on that
0: Thanks again. I really appreciate you sharing just kind of how you started it from, you know, being young to having that interest, that keen interest. I'm going to rewind a little bit. Going back to your community college experience, you came from high school, you were focused on computer science. Was there any challenges or obstacles that you faced while going to the community college?
1: One big challenge that I faced was this idea of never doing enough. And to me, the feeling of not doing enough is always something that lurks in the back of my mind, you know, because you always have this preconceived idea that someone else is doing better than you. But in community college, it is truly nothing but what you put into it. And I found that when I gave up that mentality and I was able to just hone in on my own skills, do what I love, pursue my hobbies and continuously put myself out there you know it didn't really matter it was a feeling that sort of washed away and I almost got like addicted to that feeling of meeting new people all the time and connecting that's where you make those friends that's where you make those connections that will truly send you far
0: thank you Quincy for listeners out there could you describe kind of the process that you went about to like find resources at the community college? Cause it sounded like from your intro that you found some good resources.
1: I felt like a lot of the resources I found were just from me really getting into the loophole things like transferring. We have assist.org and honestly I just spent like (laughs) hours on that just looking at what courses I could take that could translate to universities. And I just found it so interesting Honestly, I thought of like counseling for a bit, but you know, maybe later. <laughs> <laughs> but for other resources, like what one day I was just browsing on my phone and I found you had a resource called Mesa or Trio STEM and I applied for it. I felt like in order to make the most out of community college, you gotta put yourself out there and that was the first stepping stone. When I pulled out my phone, there's a conscious decision like, you know, I could apply or I could not. And I just decided to. I decided to just throw myself out there. And, you know, I think that was probably the best decision I've made at about to join the MESA community. And through that, it's almost just a snowball. I feel like it's not this idea that you have to apply to absolutely everything. You just have to start off with one and it'll snowball into way more things than you ever expected.
0: Can you tell us more about the MESA program? What was it that helped you so much or that you felt that really uh, pushed you to grow?
1: At community college, I feel like there's a lot of people that just get in and get out. They just do this. They come here for their studies, their commuters. They do their work. And then the moment that lecture or lab is done, they just leave. But what makes MESA different is that there's this community of people who like to, you know, stay in between classes, stay to the end of the day, and just talk about their experiences at community college. They give you such valuable information every time you talk to them, whether it be about school, you know, about life, internships, applying, whatever. And I felt like that is what inspired me to keep going. I had these brilliant people who cared about me because they understood what it meant to be a transfer student and what it meant to apply to college, what it's like in the real world. And I enjoyed having that ability to just freely talk with them every time that I wanted to. And every day I'd spend my time in the Mesa Center. I'd meet the faculty and talk to them and they'd say, Oh yeah, we have a couple of resources about that. Let me connect you to them. And the best thing about it is having the people who are like minded join that program and work with you. I feel like tying that into my idea of a lot of people just being commuters, you know, if you're a Mesa student, you're you're one of those hard worker students who want to be surrounded by other hardworking students. I felt like I've actually met so many friends from that that I'm still in contact with today. And it's very touching.
0: I really appreciate you sharing those pieces describing what it was like to be in the program, talking about all of the um, people that helped you and the connections and the community that you built. Now, while you were at community college, did you do any internships or were you working? Anything else that our listeners could learn a little bit more about you?
1: Yeah. So one of my greatest hobbies that I started right before community college that I'm still doing right now is working out. And I feel like that's probably one of the most invaluable hobbies I picked up. It's because in high school, I I played a little bit of sports, but, you know, once it transitioned to college, there was not a lot of sports to be playing at that point. So I picked up working out and I felt like the health benefits, you know, the mental reset that you get from it is absolutely invaluable. And I feel like if you talk to anyone else, in university, I feel like so many of them work out, even if it's just for, you know, 30 minutes or an hour, like that reset physical activity really just helps you get through a lot of things. And of course there's a lot of hardships you have in community college and in life in general. And exercising has honestly just done me so much. And if you can pick it up, you know, that's a great thing that's totally unrelated from school. But if you can pick it up, it's beautiful.
0: Thanks so much for mentioning those pieces about working out, having a clear reset. Are there things that maybe you felt that you left at the table at the community college that maybe you think you would go back and do now?
1: Yeah, one of my biggest pieces of advice for other people. So speaking from my personal experience, I never really did any relevant work experience. I had a little job that i do on the weekends just to scrap by some cash and also had some summer opportunities where i was simply just tutoring students in sort of low-level computer science i'll say not too relevant but one piece of advice i'd have is to definitely pursue your career outside of school and by that i mean for example for cs you can build projects on your own time or learn the language on your own time i felt like that's something i wish i'd done in community college because there's so much more free time that you have in community college than when you transfer to university and with that free time you can explore so much about what you want to do like what you want to specialize in and that will directly transfer to the real world you know after you do finish university and you get that job, you know what you want to do. Because in university, you know, you're so overwhelmed with courses, there might not exist the opportunity for you to find out what you want to specialize in because there's so much to do. And my piece of advice is to figure out what you want to do before you transfer. Although that is a huge question, you know, huge dilemma still, but if you can get to it in community college, you know, that's, that's invaluable. you already have projects under your belt, maybe an internship because you, you know what you want to do. So you'll pursue that. And as for resources, I believe you can honestly find a lot of it on your own. But you can also find a lot of it through, you know, MESA. But maybe if you're not in MESA, you can find a lot of it through faculty, you know, just talking to professors that, that taught your classes. For example, maybe my CS professor may have some resources to guide me to. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of resources you could find online. And I think that's one of the loopholes I like to be dragged in, you know, searching up how to get an internship. And then I watch all the YouTube videos, you know, just for fun. You know, this idea of being in an internship is so cool to me that I just want to do it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Such great insight. And, you know, you're, you're at Cal right now so i'm sure that you're going to start looking at the career center utilizing some of those resources there but like you said time is is a challenge right because you're balancing all of those courses your heavy major requirements so absolutely could be a little bit of a struggle with that time now could you share with the listeners how did you go about picking a transfer institution
1: yeah so in high school my dream college was actually uc berkeley and you know, I definitely did not expect to get in and out of high school. I, I did get waitlisted, but honestly, it turned into like a big fat rejection in the end. But when I did go to community college, I had this idea of reforming what I could reach out for. I had this new mentality, new study habits, and I felt very confident in myself. I felt that all my skills could be transferred directly to any university. And at that point, it's just, you know shooting out the arrows wherever it lands. When I was looking at assists to plan out my universities, I just I noted that pretty much all of them were able to apply to, but I just applied to the ones I really want to go to. But I think going back, I should have just applied to pretty much all the UCs because you don't know if you're gonna get like a an excellent financial package from one of them and you know just the all-right ones from others. So for me, I only applied to like four, but if I were to go back, I'd apply to pretty much all of them and see if the finance at one place is like really good, because you, you never know. When I did finish applying, I got into all the ones I applied for, and honestly, this couldn't have been done without my counselor. Uh, before, I only applied to San Jose State because <laughs> I thought that was like, you know, I didn't. I wasn't really confident in myself at that point but my counselor told me, you know, dude, you got great grades. You should apply for these UCs as well. And I felt like, you know, I've always lived my high school and community college in this fear of, you know, not being enough or doubt. And through college admissions, of course they don't define you, but through college admissions, I felt this this confidence boost go up you know i do belong here so yeah i got into ucla and oh, well, that was like a complete shocker i got into berkeley off of a wait list uh, i got waitlisted first i was like kind of bummed but i eventually got it and then uc irvine and san jose state and ultimately i chose uc berkeley because i wanted to go to a really good college that was really good in stem better than ucla but you know, the UCLA idea to me, sound really appealing. <laughs> but also I felt like it was the right choice for my context and scenario where I'm a first generation college student and my parents are immigrants. So I have to, you know, stay relatively close to helping with a lot of things. And uh, also lastly, the financial aid package was really good at Berkeley
0: know that you you took everything into consideration thinking about and I I fully agree with that like looking at what makes the best sense for you every case out there is a little different but as a first gen student sometimes you do have to think about what makes the most sense for me and my family thank you for letting our listeners know that you applied to the universities congratulations that's huge that you were able to get into all the ones that you applied for, and it really speaks to your dedication, your hard work, and all the effort that you put in. Now, how has your transition been from the community college to Cal?
1: Yeah, so initially when I transferred, I felt like super shocked. I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to have like a million things to do now. There's going to be so much work that everyone says is going to be. But I felt like the study skills that I've refined at community college, I've just honestly directly translated to Berkeley. And I feel like I'm getting so much more work done than I ever have at community college. But that's thanks due to the smooth transition from community college skills to university skills. In the typical day I do, I have a lot of class. But in that downtime, when I really get locked in, I feel that I can accomplish so much because I have these skills that I've refined throughout community college, and it's so much better than my skills from high school. I feel like I developed that sort of maturity that like intellectual maturity that I'm able to get work done when I know I have to and that's the beautiful thing about community college it teaches you priorities and it's not something I really had in high school so yeah, so don't you know don't be too scared about the transfer from community college to university because if you if you did work hard in community college you know you'll also work hard in university you won't fail yourself you'll you'll keep yourself up
0: thanks for reminding our listeners about that because that transition could be a challenge so thank you for providing that insight did you ever experience burnout at the community college and if you did what kept you going
1: yeah there were definitely times when I experienced a lot of hardship from personal issues and burning out and this idea that I wasn't enough. I feel like more than anything, you know, my parents don't really know about what I'm doing, which is also a good thing because I don't want to stress them out. But I feel like I hold myself to high standards that I I could go to this institution and I'll do anything that, that I can to go there, that I ended up getting burnt out a lot so in order to combat that i had to become vulnerable and it was this. speaking on mental health there's this thing that a lot of people stigmatize and it's just mental health you know a lot of students are not meant to be working 24 7. and when i chose to be vulnerable when i talked to my friends about how i'm doing and my hardships i felt this big burden was sort of alleviated and i was able to really contemplate and reflect on why I'm here and what I'm doing for myself. Because truly it's the idea of what you're doing for yourself and not what you're doing for others. I thought that there's so many things that I messed up in my life. But looking back at it, it is simply like, you know, no one's perfect and there there are always things to learn from. I feel like from learning from every single obstacle, I was able to become who I am today.
0: I really liked how you framed that, just learning from those challenges, growing personally, professionally, but having that resilience to keep going. Thanks for sharing that, Quincy. Is there any moment in your college journey that you're particularly proud of that you'd like to share with our listeners?
1: I think that one thing in general that I am proud of is this idea of always being consistent and disciplined because I like... For me personally, I'm a person who enjoys the marathon rather than the sprint. So for me, community college was two years of doing what I do best, which is staying consistent and sticking to my agenda, doing my work, doing my research, reaching out just a little bit every day and seeing how that compounds over time to a really big college admission to your dream college. You know, it just felt great. I felt like there's a lot of things that I could have done differently. But at the end of the day, I'm where I'm at right now because of the things I've done for the past two years consistently. So no regrets. I
0: love how you said compounding, right? Like all that effort, everything that you did just compounded to to who you are today and got you that success. Now, we're going to actually go into our last question here.
1: What advice
0: do you have for our first gen students thinking about? transferring to the uc system
1: the one thing i really love about ucs is their application is based on piqs and particularly you have this one specific transfer catered question that asks like what have you done to prepare for transferring to for your institution and i feel like that's where the compound idea comes into play you know i guess you could have a really big achievement, which you could put there, or you could just talk about, you know, your discipline and your prolonged delayed gratification for two years where you're just working, you know, working silently. I felt like for transfers, you know, they're probably one of the most hardworking people I've met. Seeing their skills directly articulate from community to a university is just beautiful. More specifically, one thing I did in high school was that I did apply to UCs as well but I took a lot of advice from my friends and honestly just random people about how I should write my PIQ. But in community college, what I did different was that I did my own research into it and browsed a lot of resources to figure out how to cater them towards the system. And yeah, it might be a bit hard to do that because I never really knew any better in high school. But looking back, I felt like since I catered it to the system and I kept it really concise. Whereas in high school, I was just kind of just rambling about random things. It really allowed my PIQ to be super dense and full of character. And that is what the, the admissions officers want. They want it to be very dense and you know, it's only four pieces of paper, only like maybe 250, 300 words each. And there's so much to pack in there. So you just have to build it accordingly And just let yourself shine and have confidence in yourself and make it sound great, foundational to yourself, but also inspiring.
0: I love what you're saying. It's just like paint that picture of who you are and go with it. So thank you so much, Quincy, for taking some time being here with us today with this interview. I really, really appreciate the advice that you provided for our listeners out there. For our listeners, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. And everything said on this podcast is for informational purposes only. And date, do you mind letting our listeners know where they could find us at?
1: So listeners, we want to hear from you. If anything we've said today resonates, or if you've got a question, you want to make a comment, you can find us at cc underscore sensibility on both IG and Twitter. And you can also email us at ccandsensibility at gmail.com. That's ccand S-E-N-S-I-B-I-L-I-T-Y at gmail.com. And until next time,
0: keep learning.